Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are, as always, Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Well, Jason, it is here already, almost Election Day. Uh, is fast approaching, not less than two weeks away, and uh, it is an off-year election. So why even bother to show up at the polls this year? What's on the ballot worth paying attention to? Well, there's a couple of issues that are on there as ballot proposals, and so those will be statewide. Every ballot will have the opportunity to vote on these proposals. One would allow school districts in smaller cities to compete in debt borrowing on the same level as larger districts. So if you think that you're small school districts should be able to borrow at the same rate as your larger school districts, then you probably would like to approve that proposal. If you're against more debt for your district, then you're probably going to want to vote no. Gotcha. That's reason enough to get out there and vote, Michael. I know there are a couple big elections in the big cities, Pittsburgh area, electing a county executive, and there's a big mayor's race in Philadelphia. But other than that, what is on the ballot that you're honing in on this year? Well, of uh, prime importance, Bob, of course, are the school board races across the Commonwealth. But I also want to draw our listeners' attention to the judicial races, and especially for the opening that's on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. There are very significant differences in the candidates. For example, the Democrat, Dan McCaffrey, takes a position on the PA Constitution that many say would suggest support for abortion up until birth. That's very troubling. That's a very important race, that uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court race between Carluccio and McCaffrey. Gotcha. Well, the early vote has been a big advantage for Democrats in previous elections. We saw that in the 2022 midterms. I'll begin uh, with you, Jason. Love to get your thoughts as well, Michael, on this. Do you foresee that playing field leveling off at all in this election and uh, subsequent elections? Well, you know, personal confession, I realized after the last election that, you know, I'm a guy that likes voting on election day, but I realized that I didn't get out there early enough and set the example and go out there and vote early. The reality is if we are not also voting early, it means that campaigns have to spend more dollars to get voters like me to the polls because they keep chasing me all the way through election day. So I actually help my candidates and I help the election if I get out there and I vote early. So if that's the law here in New York, then we're going to play by those rules and encourage people to get out and vote. Yeah, Michael, I saw Rona McDaniel, the RNC chairwoman, uh, appear with uh, U.S. Senate candidate Dave McCormick at a Bank Your Vote event. They're really, uh, Republicans that is, really trying to hone in on that early vote. Uh, Do you think that will pay dividends on Election Day, November 7th? What's going to make some difference, I think, uh, you know, early voting is still kind of new to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, but the Republican Party has taken note of that, saw what happened in 2022, and realizes that they need to do things just like what you described with the uh, bank the vote kind of thing to encourage more early voting. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Jason, pocketbook issues versus culture wars. What do you think are the issues that will matter most to voters in New York on Election Day? 
Well, this year it's a relatively quiet year here in New York. So I think the discipline of voting is going to be the issue that drives people out. If you are a person that goes and votes every election, you're going to be there. But for a lot of voters, they're going to be tuned out. Let me encourage voters to go vote, though. In low turnout elections, you have more weight in the election. Your vote is a lot more significant. Gotcha. And of course, Michael, this year, Election Day is happening in the midst of a war that is raging in the Middle East. We saw anti-Israeli protests on over 100 college campuses. How much influence do you think this growing anti-Semitic movement will have um, to motivate Jewish voters in the Commonwealth on Election Day? Well, we're seeing already the impact it's having on uh, Jewish donors to institutions like the University of Pennsylvania or Harvard University. It's impacting there because they're realizing, hey, wait a minute, things have gone very much awry related to what people's view of uh, Judaism and the anti-Semitic sentiment in our country. So I think that is going to have some impact on voting as well, especially when we have members of Congress called the Squad that have been vocally uh, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic. I think that may have a real impact on Jewish voters here in Pennsylvania and across the country. All right, let's talk about some other issues in the final few minutes we have. Ironically, Jason, in a state that is as pro-abortion friendly as New York, Governor Hochul has signed Ava's law. You're writing about this on your website. What is that law and uh, why is it worth supporting? Yeah, Ava's law uh, means that New York State law now recognizes that women suffer loss when undergoing abortions due to medical complications, just like women suffer loss when they experience stillbirths or miscarriages. And, And Ava's law is significant because it acknowledges this reality in regard to abortion, specifically for medical reasons, but the average person can see through that. They recognize that if a woman is having an abortion for a medical reason and experiences a loss, then probably there's some grief and loss with women who suffer an abortion for other reasons as well. Hmm. So it's important to us because it really is an opportunity for New York to recognize that abortion is the taking of a life in utero and that there was a loss there for mom and dad and that family. Baby steps will take them any way we can in ultimately getting us to that point of recognizing the humanity of the unborn child. Mike, I couldn't believe this statistic You're also writing about this on your website, but since 2015, Pennsylvania spent nearly $20 million paying for, this is taxpayer money, sex change operations and gender-altering services on minors. These are kids in the Commonwealth, $14,000 a day in taxpayer money. This is huge business for hospitals, is it not? It really is. You know, these figures were discovered by the Pennsylvania Family Institute. We filed a right-to-know request with the Pennsylvania Department of Health to look at what spending was happening with taxpayer dollars for these surgical and drug interventions on minor children for so-called gender transition surgeries. And hospitals uh, across the country are making billions of dollars ultimately in this. Planned Parenthood is also in on this game, providing these drugs to minor children. It's These are life-altering situations, especially when you get into the surgery, or even these drugs that cause permanent sterility, can cause permanent sexual dysfunction, osteoporosis, so many different negatives that come from this, and yet taxpayers are funding it now to the tune of a total of more than $20 million just here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and several hospitals, I think there's at least three in your state that are yeah. doing this. Jason, we would be remiss, uh, you know, October is quickly fading away. It is Clergy Appreciation Month, and you are a pastor, so who better to talk about this? What are some of the major challenges? 
challenges. You know, we talk about pastor burnout a lot, that bivocational pastor whom we just love and admire so much. But what are some of the major challenges facing our church leaders in the year 2023? Well, I think one of the challenges that are facing pastors today is succession, pastoral succession, and the difficulties of that. You know, Barna has some research out that shows as of 2022, only 16% of Protestant senior pastors are 40 years or younger, and the average age among pastors is 52. So that indicates that there's an aging to the pastors, and there's a lack of new pastors coming in, which really just puts added pressure onto those guys already serving. So our pastors across the state need our prayers, and uh, they need the patience of, of uh, the flock that uh, they're ministering to, because there are a lot of challenges uh, yeah. facing a pastor today. I, I saw a stat, uh, just maybe it's the same one you're reading from, Jason, where uh, almost half of pastors under the age of 45, so these are the young bucks, almost half are considering leaving the ministry because of the burnout issue. It, it is a huge issue, is it not? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and the issues are getting more and more complex. I know when I was pastoring, uh, for 12 years before I came on board with this organization, I never felt adequately equipped for so many of the challenges I was facing as things are getting more and more complicated, particularly in counseling areas. Yeah, indeed. Uh, All right. Well, hey, we got time for one more question. I know, Michael, things are getting busy uh, at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Want want to know, because we've been getting questions from some of our listeners, are there still tickets available for your November 6th Strong and Courageous Banquet in Hershey? Please say yes. uh, I will say yes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We're already well over 1,100 reservations already made for our banquet, so we're really grateful for that, for folks to come in here, Riley Gaines and uh, Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee, but tickets are still available, and they can uh, get that information at our website at pafamily.org. All right, again, if you would, uh, Michael, just in case people weren't paying attention, you want to see Seth Dillon or Riley Gaines, better act now. What is that website, Michael? pafamily.org. And read all about it. Ava's Law in New York and why it's worth supporting. Jason, you're writing about this on your website. What is that? AlbanyUpdate.com.